0: FPL is back! And so are we. Welcome to our podcast, Two Guys, One Cup. For those that haven't heard us before, my name is Sham, and I usually have my co host Shez with me. Um, Unfortunately, he's got work commitments at the moment and probably won't be able to commit until the season starts. So you've got me until then. But. He is in spirit with us. Uh, I did send him some of your listener questions and I've got him to answer them. So I'll go through his answers later on in the episode. So uh, just to give you a brief summary of who we are and what it is that we do every week. Um, So we started uh, FPL Podcast last year. Uh, We had to stop for family reasons and work commitments, but we decided to start again. Uh, Usually we'll go through the previous week how we've got on, uh, any tips that we think uh, are good for the upcoming week and then uh, some other a breakdown of stats, etc. So as it's a pre-season pod, it's a little bit different um, and it's one of the first times that I'm doing one alone. So I've just wrote up a little agenda. So um, we'll go through some fixtures, attacking and defence, um, three differentials to keep an eye on in pre-season, my draft and then some questions. So last year I finished six thousand overall rank, which was really good, and I'm hoping this year I can get into the top five k. So onto the pod. So, I've looked at um, there's a website called Fantasy Football Geek, um, which a really really good website, um, and they usually do a, a fixture ease um, schedule. And what they've done this year, they've broken it down into attack and defence rather than just looking at, um, you know, one specific fixture ease schedule. And I'll read you out what they've, how they've worked it out, just because I think you should all have a look at it. Um, So what they've got is, they've said, uh, the idea is to have two fixture ease schedules. One will rank the teams by the ease of the opposition defences they face over the upcoming weeks. That will be called the attacking fixtures ease schedule. The second will rank the teams by the ease of attacking teams they face. This will be called the defensive ones. Uh, and he they go on to say, I've done this by looking at the goals conceded last season of the 20 teams home and away and applied a factor against the average goals conceded of the 20 home teams and away. I've adjusted some of the factors if a team over or under performed their expected goals by a considerable margin, but that was only in low no number of cases. For promoted teams, I've tried to find a proxy team for 18, 19 and use their data. And if you haven't already checked this out, I will put a link out at the end for you to have a look at, um, because I, I do highly recommend it. And it looks at things in a very different way. Um, so based on their fixture e schedule, They've got the for the first six game weeks, the the defense that is ranked the best is actually Everton, uh, followed by Palace, followed by Burnley, followed by Brighton, followed by Liverpool. Um, That was quite surprising to me uh, when I looked at it. But I'm I'm very much for those that have listened to us before. I'm very much a stats man, and I go, I make most of my decisions based on stats, and you can't really lie you know, oh, well, you can't really make up stats, can you? So um, that's really why I like stats. Um, And so it got me thinking, because I'll talk about my draft later, but I'd looked at like a big four or big five at the back uh, and hadn't actually included, apart from Dean, I hadn't included anyone from Everton, Palace, Burnley or Brighton. And so it's kind of making me think, is it worth doing that? That's just something for you guys to look at. And then moving on to attack, uh, the best five that they've also got for attack is Liverpool, Southampton, West Ham, City and Everton. Probably not as surprising because we all know Liverpool and City and Everton are looking good and Everton, you know, for this season, everyone's got high hopes. But Palace are ranked sixth as well and West Ham are ranked third. So that also got me thinking uh, about some potential players that we can keep an eye out for. So it's not something for you guys to kind of set in stone, but it's just something for you guys to think about. Um, and again, if you haven't checked it out already, credit to them, um, It's the uh, the website is www.fantasyfootballgeek.co.uk, so, so check it out. Moving on, so three differentials to keep an eye on as pre-season continues. So these are kind of three players that not many people are talking about, but it's just to keep an eye on. It's not to say definitely put them in, but it's something that you should, you know, maybe keep an eye on and watch this space, basically. So the first I put is Calvert-Lewin. Now, this is highly dependent on whether or not Everton buy an attacker. Um, At the moment, they're linked to so many different players, but as far as I'm concerned at the moment I don't think they have bought one and I think him and Nias really are only their their own attackers only attackers in FPL Um, he's currently six million and he's only four percent owned Um, as we know Everton have got some really good fixtures uh, to begin with and so if it is if you are doing an early wild card I think Calvert-Lewin dependent on whether or not Everton buy um, is really one to look at the next one I've got is Aurier. Um, obviously, we know Trippier uh, left um, over the last week. Um, Now, we don't know who's going to take the right back. It could be um, Aurier. It could be Carl um, Pe- Walker-Peters. Uh, but we're not sure at the moment. Um, Aurier is only 5 million and is 1.5% owned. And now this one, some of you may laugh at. And I know Sujan James from Planet FPL will because I listened to their podcast earlier today. And um, I think Suj or James mentioned Wiltshire and they both laughed. But actually, I think he will cement himself in the side this year. Um, I've watched a few of their pre-season games. He is playing really well. And as long as he can keep injury-free, I do think that he will sit in there. Um, Now, he'll probably play a little bit more defensively. But from what I've seen, I think he will you know, provide that attacking flair and the through balls um, for our striker Haller or allier as they say. Um, so I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, he provided a great assist for Diop in the first game, uh, first preseason game. And again, it's just one to keep an eye on. And I think he's only like 0.4% owned at the moment, but at 5 million, I think he's worth, worth a shout potentially. So, especially as West Ham are showing us um, good attacking fixtures. Okay, so moving on to my draft. So, I've chopped and chained recently within the last couple of days. I was on a 5-3-2 for quite some time, and now I've kind of moved to a potential 4-4-2, but I'm flirting in and out. So, at the moment, I've got Heaton at the back. Um, that could potentially be Pope. We don't know at the moment. And then Dean Robertson, Alexander Arnold, and Laporte. I've got Aurier in there as well. So again, I'm not hundred percent sure on that. If I'm going with five at the back, he'll stay. If not, then I'll probably convert him to a four, um, like a four um, point zero. And then I've got Salah, Sterling, Perez, and Mora. Now I did have Sigurdsson in there over the last couple of days, but. I liked the way that Lucas played over the weekend, and I think he could potentially be a punt for the first couple of games. Then I've got Den Donker. I think he's the best 4.5 fodder at the moment. And then up front, I've got King and Calvert-Lewin and Greenwood. Um, Greenwood looks the the go-to 4.5 striker, I think. Um, And like I said, I really like Calvert-Lewin. And I think King offers a lot more better value than, than Wilson at the moment. So that's my current draft. Now, last year, I had a really good start to um, to the season. Um, I was within the top 20, 30K for the first five, six game weeks. And the main reason why that was is I tried a different tactic compared to what I usually do. I picked about seven or eight players that were highly owned, over 20%. And then pick two to three differentials under, say, seven to eight percent and use those as the players that would kind of give me my leverage. But it also meant that if all the highly owned players played well, I would go with the herd rather than fall behind. Um, And some people will say that it's sheep mentality or boring. But actually, if you want to do relatively well at FPL, that's probably the best way to go. And that's how I played most of the season. So I'll probably do something similar this year. Probably seven to eight, you know, players that are above 20% and then pick three differentials. Um, uh, You know, something like that. And obviously you've got your um, four on the bench as well. So something just for you guys to think about. Okay, so I will now move on to the questions. Uh, Let me just load up the questions. Okay. So we, I think we've got four or five questions. First one is from Thomas Bracken at Bracken TB. Uh it says, "Welcome back mate. Do you think both Bournemouth assets will have a successful uh, as a successful season as they did last year?" Okay, um thanks Thomas. Um yeah, I think they will. The problem is we don't know which ones. Um I really like the look of King, especially as he's on pens I believe still. Um, and at six point five, I think he offers the best value in the Bournemouth team. Um, which one is is the problem? I think at least one or two will be will be good, but I think it's a really wait and see for Wilson and Fraser because I, you know, based on last year, they're probably priced correctly. However. I don't know if they're still going to con- those are the players that are still going to continue to be the ones that will perform like they did last year. We just don't know. Um so that's why I've just gone with King at the moment. I think that's really a wait and see until your wildcard. Uh actually, I've got Shez's responses here as well, so let me bring up Shez's responses because I got him to answer them as well. So give me a second. So Chez says, uh, yes, if they stay injury free, great opening fixtures and the Fraser wilson combo was deadly at times last season. So that's Shez's answer. OK, uh, next one is from FPL Badger at FPL underscore Badger. Great to have you back, mate. Simple one to get you back in the swing of things. Overall thoughts on the three promoted clubs and any assets you're interested in from them. So thanks um badger and um, this is a really difficult one I, I don't know much about the promoted teams and i've looked from what i've looked into i don't think there's i don't really like to get on promoted teams to begin with uh, and i don't think their fixtures are great either i really do think this is a wait and see until um kind of game week 3 or 4 you don't know who's going to perform um based on who's, you know, Premier League is a different animal. Um, so I would say um, wait and see until until you use your wildcard, or at least after game week four or five, where some of the fixtures get a bit better. Uh, Shez says, his answer is, not at the moment. Success in the championship is no guarantee in the Premier League. It will be interesting to see how players like Grealish perform in the Premier League. One to keep an eye on. It's basically the same as me. Okay, um, we've got from Mark Daniels at Mank mark who to go to who to go for Fraser or Mora and Siggy or Pogba, okay, so I'll give you Shez's answer first, so Shez says in that order Fraser, Siggy Mora, and then Pogba, so Fraser, he's got great fixtures, Mora. Rotation risk once Son is back and then they have City and Arsenal away in the first four. Pogba, will he even be at United? Has been playing very well in pre-season but United have tough opening fixtures, Chelsea and Wolves. Siggy, reasonable fixtures but do we need to consider Richarlison who usually comes out all guns firing at the start of the season? Yeah, I agree to be honest with you. Um, I I think out of out of all of them... Frazier is probably the one to go for based on last year but we just don't know and preseason hasn't really finished yet whereas there's still loads to go so it's difficult I'd like to see you know last year I actually started with Frazier because I watched him pre-season and I saw that he was the one to go for and he I got him I think it was only like three or four percent owned um, and he smashed it at the beginning and I got him a really cheap price so I think um, it's a wait-and-see for me. It's difficult um, to work that out when um, pre-season's not finished yet. Um, but Frazier, I think, is probably the best out, out of them all um, at the moment. OK, and then the last question is from FPL Chav. Uh, how will Leicester fit Madison Perez and Tillemans in? Will one player... Uh, play on the wing or will it be five at the back and will the win backs provide the width Uh, so Shez says I'd expect all three to start Perez furthest forward behind Vardy but need to keep an eye on Perez's injury situation Tielemans will be the deepest of the three mentioned but will still get goals Madison will be on set pieces so the choice between is between him and Perez for me. Yeah, and I agree. To, to be honest with you, I actually like Perez the most out of out of the three of them. Um, I think he played really well for Newcastle. He's probably going to play just behind Vardy. Um, I think for me, he's probably the the one. That's what I've got him in there at the moment. But this is the thing: is they've released the game too early. You know, they released it a month before the season starts, and there's still so much to go. It's just too much tinkering time. And we keep two in and thrown. And there'll still be a lot of two in and thrown still to come, um, I'm sure. I think a week to go is probably the time where we'll know the most, you know, who's played the best preseason games, who's kind of nailed, who the 4.0 and the 4.5 bench fodder's going to be best at the moment. It looks like Greenwood's probably the best and Dendonka. um, I think Hanley from Norwich as well. Um, So it's really difficult um to kind of work out uh, you know an exact science at the moment um because there's just still so much to ha- to come um right so that's the end of the pod guys as i said it was just going to be a short one and i'm not really used to putting on my own um I will look to do another one maybe next week, uh, give you some highlights from the preseason. any players that I really like the look of, uh, probably listen to some abuse because I've said I like (laughs) Wilshere in the team. Um, Have a fantastic week and if you've got any questions, um, you can follow us on at FPL2Guys1Cup at FPL2Guys1Cup, and yeah, we will, I don't know if Shez is going to pod with me um, pre-season, but if not, it will just be me. Um, Have a fantastic week.